You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by PrimroseLeaf.com, multi-use nutritional supplements for your immune system and overall good health. Youth beauty, longevity, primroseleaf.com. Now, before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. My guest this week, ladies and gentlemen, is Dr. Stacy Stevenson, a pioneer of functional and integrative medicine who has dedicated her life's work to helping people create vibrant health from within to prevent chronic disease and recover from illness naturally. Dr. Stevenson was a practicing physician for 15 years before becoming chair of functional medicine for Cancer Treatment Centers of America and a board member of the Board of Certification of Nutrition Specialist. And she has partnered with the American Heart Association for Nutritional Outreach, serves on the board of directors for the Gateway of Cancer Research, and is an advocate for children's health worldwide. We are here to discuss her brand new book, Vibrant, a groundbreaking program to get energized, own your health, and glow. So let's welcome our esteemed guest this week, Dr. Stacy Stevenson. Welcome to the show. Thank you, doctor. Shall we doctor, doctor each other the whole show, or what, what shall we do? You can call me doctor. You know, it's funny. I have people who will call me by my first name, Ward, which is great because sometimes I forget what my first name is because everybody calls me Dr. Bond. I know, I know. I hear you. Uh, (laughs) I just think it's funny. Yeah, whatever makes you comfortable, I'm cool with, but I'm going to call you Dr. Stacy or Dr. Stevenson if that's all right. It's all right. And I'm I'm Uh, forgetting you're in the South, so I will go Dr. Bond because what I talk about Southern gentlemen is they don't matter. (laughs) And I say that but, with, with great esteem. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, first of all, we're going to kick this off because why are you called the vibrant doc? Well, I think, well, first of all, I have flaming red hair, which you can't see on this podcast, but because my calling is to share with people the, the sense that their, their world can be vibrant. They can have vibrancy in their health. They can have energy. They can feel good, wake up. And it's just a beautiful word that as I was composing the book, which interestingly was before the pandemic. Um, and I had, wow. yeah, it was, it was completely written prior. There was editing during the pandemic. I know, I'm, I'm sure you understand those whole editing processes take a very oh, yeah. long time. <laughs> um, and, and I did, there were points when I could have said, uh, well, should we really deeply address COVID in the book. And I decided not to, because guess what? Good. COVID's not vibrant. And, That's right. And That's right. was designed that, that word I just love because it means light. It means energy. It means brightness. It, I see uh, people working on their health and, and wearing the colors. If you, if you all get to look at my cover, it's oranges and purples and yellows and and blues. And- well, I was going to tell you something about that. It was kind of funny because when um, your team uh, shipped me three of the books, I opened up the package and I opened it up and I said, wow, if I was to ever judge, no pun intended, <laughs> if I was to ever judge a book by its cover, this one is incredible. The, and like you said, it the if any book, you could put a million books on a bookshelf right now and yours would stand out because the design of the cover just literally grabs you. It is vibrant. So you can see the vibrancy. You can see the word. But ladies and gentlemen, check this out. And and I was I was in, I mean, I was impressed right off, off the bat. First of all, on the cover, Goldie Hawn gives her an incredible quote. I turn it over and I see Dr. William Lee. I see Andre Bocelli. I see David Foster and ladies and gentlemen, the list just goes on of the people who have been, who have been blessed by reading this book. And it is, it's amazing because the thing doctor I see on the cover and it says 30 days, 40 recipes. And actually it was the recipes that caught my eye. And then I love this 
50 more years. And that's what, is that what we can look forward to when we take care of ourselves? Exactly. That is very much my hope. And I wanted to meet everybody exactly where they were. And, and I mean it. If you're 50, I'm, we want you to get 50 more years. Amen. We talk about in the book that we don't legitimately know the the actual, shall we say, the the extent of what our human life is. You know, we talk about the 120 years, and specifically, right. we we have pretty good evidence, and I'm sure you know well. Oh yes, basic lifespan, but the Bible does not share that, does it? Well, it it mentions that, and you're you know I've always kind of been curious as to how some of the people in the Old Testament live to be three hundred, four hundred, nine hundred years old, and you're like, you know what? There has got to be a way that longevity is a- obtainable, and you know because if if I compared two people that are sixty five years old, one could look like they were forty, forty five, and the other one looks like they're seventy. And it all comes down to what they have done and what they put into their body. It comes down to lifestyle, period, end of story. You stated that perfectly. In fact, there's a there are several pages in the book where I share how I do a lot of analysis just visually of people. I think we're so mm-hmm. caught up in the testing and blood tests and this scan and that scan, and that's all very valuable. But I think what a lot of people don't understand is how much we can really pick up by what you just said, literally looking at someone when you have that trained eye and there's a there are a couple pages in there where I talk about I've always had this this fun it's sort of like a fun doctor talent that it's it's been with me since (laughs) maybe three I'll just admit to two decades um I I can guess people's age like nobody's business just perfect at it but over the last 10 years as you just pointed out I'm off by like 15 years more times than I can count, right? Is it based on diet or Botox? Yeah, well, and I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's the Botox. It's what you as a forty-year-old looks um, looks sixty, looks fifty-five, yeah, looks sixty. Gray hair and and the obesity epidemic, and of course you know about the autoimmune epidemic, and uh, yeah, and that is huge, and it's kind of funny because um, not not the autoimmune epidemic, ladies and gentlemen. What I'm thinking is is that you know we're all connected to a, a lot of friends and family and high school pe- high school friends on Facebook and you know you look at yourself and if you're like me or like Dr. Stacy where we look younger than we really are and then you look at people that you grew up with and you look at them now and you're thinking oh my gosh they look like they're almost in the grave so exactly and so the the message of the book is a start wherever you are B, you can reverse what you're seeing in the mirror that you just described. And we highlight it in what I explained is the vibrant triad, which is very dogged, uh, not an extreme diet, but very, shall we say, responsibility, consistent responsibility in learning how to take care of your body. I was inspired over the last years a lot by my frustration in the very extreme fad diets from the carnivore diets to the extreme vegan diets to the extreme ketogenic diets. And I really wanted to teach people that I've been teaching the diet, nutrition, and relationship and connection, which we call the vibrant triad. I've been teaching this for decades. And there are certain nutritional and lifestyle principles that quite candidly don't change. And so I was super frustrated and I understand where people go on a diet and, and they would end up in my office. They did a celery diet. They did a detox. They did a this and I'm cleaning up the messes. Yeah. And they and well, you need a forever diet. You need an every day. You need a, an actual lifestyle management, but it, it's not just what you put in your mouth. It's also how you interact with others and it's your fitness and exercise. And that's the see, core message. Yeah. Diet. I, yeah. And I love that because. Don't you find it very irritating that, you know, we, we live in a very fast paced lifestyle, but when it comes to, uh, eating, when it comes to exercise, people are wanting results right now. So they try to take a shortcut and instead of looking at the long term, that if you turn what you're doing into a livable, sustainable lifestyle, You'll be able to enjoy life much more than just focusing on, okay, what am I going to have to eat at 12 noon today? 
And what am I going to have to eat at six o'clock tonight? And to me, it's, it's almost like you become a slave to your thought and to a program that's not designed long-term. You're just trying to get short-term results. No, you're exactly right. You need the lifelong plan. It's classic. It's sustainable. You need to eat real food. But I would candidly tell you, we are so lost, I think, as a society and a community. Um, The delivery food, the processed foods, the herbicides, the pesticides, we go into all of that as well. I don't want people to... To, to be where you just said, where they almost feel like a slave to their food or their system or the six o'clock and the intermittent fasting. I will tell you, I address all of those extreme diets and I don't go deeply into them, but I explain why they're not sustainable. You need a real food diet and one that you can really internalize to make your own decisions. I do take stands on certain parts of the diet that, and I explain them very deeply though. I would share that it is a gluten-free, very low grain. It is a dairy-free, very low alcohol, high plant, some animal-based, nuts, seeds, legumes, of course, uh, lots and lots of fruits and veggies. While I recognize uh, that that seems um, obvious, Americans just aren't doing it. Yeah. It is what's clear. Exactly. So- and, and I'm glad you said that because you're going down the line and I'm thinking, that's exactly how we're supposed to be eating, you know, and, and I, and I'm big on the whole gluten-free thing because, you know, let's just face it. The way grain is grown today is not how it was grown 50 years ago. Correct. It's so we, food now. yeah. And so give us some key points when it comes to nutrition. Sure. The, a, a lot. Again, real food. I think number one, what I've learned is I've learned, there are a lot of practical tips too in the book because reading and intellectualizing a diet and, or, or how you want to make it, I'm not even going to call it a diet. Let's call it a lifestyle because what you have to do every single day is eat, breathe, move, and relate to others. So how are you going to do that? But clearly we're not doing a very good job of it. So break it down, right? Um, yes. We could go shows and shows and shows on gluten But suffice to say, I do explain it in the book some, but my two key components are, let's don't argue too much about celiac disease versus gluten sensitivity and the whole spectrum. I would love your viewers to understand that the reason I did select a gluten-free diet and quite frankly, a low grain diet, I don't go super heavy even into the non-gluten grains in the diet due to the carbohydrate load because I want to Mm -hmm. manage blood sugar which we could do another whole show on, right? (laughs) Oh, completely. An hour show. When I did my radio show years back when I was uh, in practice in Indiana and Illinois, uh, we would, the gluten issue, and this is over a decade ago, was so confusing to people. We could do three or four hour long shows and people would still ask for more because you really have to get that continual learning with gluten. So whether you're on the celiac side or the gluten sensitivity side, I don't really care because I'm on the inflammatory side. So if you you want to argue the science on the celiac gluten sensitivity spectrum, which you really can't argue the science anymore because of the zonulin uh, now theory and and has fully been borne out by Dr. Alessio Fasano's work on how the gluten molecule actually triggers inflammation by opening up this, this gate and and allowing inflammatory particles to enter the gut, that nail in the coffin occurred about seven or eight years ago. Prior to that, there was a lot of discussion that, well, celiac disease, meaning a true frank gluten allergy, really existed. We've known that's existed. We could test for it. We had high rates of of inappropriate diagnoses and underdiagnoses, overdiagnoses, everything in between. The testing is tough, but we sort of got that one nailed down and and that one sort of calmed down. Then the, the argument became, well, who is just gluten sensitive? Can you really prove that? Well, we can prove it now. So you can get tested for gluten sensitivity. I don't really need you to anymore. And I am a big laboratory analyzer. I love drawing blood. I love testing everything. I have found that when people see their test results, even though intuitively they probably knew gluten or dairy or certain foods don't agree with them, There is something powerful about seeing something with your name on it in a, you know, in a laboratory analysis that says, yes, your body reacted with these 
excess, you know, uh, IgG or antibodies and basically attacked the gluten molecule as if it's non-self. There's something powerful in that. But in the book, I don't state that you must test. It costs money, it costs time, and it costs tissue, right? And you generally right. professionally testing. I make the case in the book, and this is really where I would stand today, and I do stand today. I have I don't test nearly as much for grain sensitivity as I did even five or six years ago. And the reason is twofold. The evidence for the triggering of extreme inflammation, triggering obesity, of course, triggering type 2 diabetes predominantly, triggering autoimmunity, and triggering certain types of cancers, and that connection to grain intake is strong enough that now I have decided to make it a blanket recommendation to reduce the inflammatory triggers by reducing gluten grains. So it's a whole different reason. I would say five or 10 years ago in clinical practice, I stood more in the, let's test and see if you're sensitive. You know, let's check your antibodies. Let's make sure. Let's analyze where you land on the spectrum. I like that. I still think it's lovely. We have very excellent testing still, but now I'm in a new camp and sort of, I guess I've sort of evolved. Now the evidence has stacked up so much more in the connection between gluten grains, which are wheat barley, and rye. And I've noticed a lot of confusion in that. So I'm going to say it again. Wheat, barley, and rye are your gluten-based grains. The connection of those triggering strong inflammatory cascades in our body that then trigger and contribute to the known diseases that are killing us, the evidence on that has mounted and mounted and mounted to the point combined with what you just said regarding the grains are not ancient grains anymore. It's really not the food that our ancestors even 100 years ago ate. The grains are not the same. So we've lost that too. It's not really natural. Yeah. <laughs> hybridized. At the end of the day, it's it's genetically hybridized. It's not the food that our that your grandparents even ate. They could have eaten bread all day long and you're and you might be saying, well why aren't they why didn't they have autoimmunity? It's a different time. And so That's we right. have to recognize the quality of our food and that what we're doing to our food is triggering that inflammatory response. So I decided in the book to take a very hard line with uh, gluten-free grains, regardless of if you test as sensitive. I would prefer where Americans are right now to eliminate gluten. And that's changed in my career. I might not have said that five years ago, but today I do. Well, it makes sense because everyone is going to show some type of inflammation by eating foods that contain gluten. It right. doesn't matter if they're healthy or not. They're going to know they're going to have something. And I've had people who went completely on a gluten-free diet that were racked with physical pain that no longer have pain. Precisely. And that's the inflammatory cascade. And remember, it's going to affect different people in different ways. The other confusing piece about gluten, and and I spent decades in my office explaining this. They might say, "Doc, I I don't have any stomach problems." I don't have indigestion or I, you know, I don't, I don't have any, uh, any, you know, gastrointestinal reflux or, you know, whatever. I don't have stomach pain. I don't have blah, blah, blah. Well, only 30% of the symptomology that you just described related to the inflammatory response caused from gluten, only 30% of those symptoms will manifest in something that you would describe or the patient would describe as a digestive complaint, whether it be stomach pain, gut pain, difficulties with elimination, difficulties with digestion that they can perceive. The next 30% comes in the immune system itself, predominantly more in um, the autoimmune realm. And the next chunk relates to uh, hormone imbalances. So a lot of times, like what you just said, people are running around, something wrong with my thyroid. I don't have the energy. I'm gaining weight. I'm this, I'm that, right? I've got the pain in my joints. A gluten-free, dairy-free diet can be implemented by you all by yourself. There is so much information. It's so much easier to do it these days. I, and it's so powerful. And again, I'm not noting it to be extreme. I'm noting it to make you get that 50 years. Well, you know, the thing that I like with your book, Vibrant, is the person can, the person needs to understand it, and they will understand with your book that they can own their health they need to realize and your book teaches them that 
not only is their health their their responsibility, but we need to own it, you know. And and by owning it is learning these things that you teach in the book that will add those fifty years to our life and and turn certain situations around. And I, you know, it's so funny when when people make a and you know this people make a uh, an appointment with their doctor, and then they go to the doctor. They sit in the waiting room for two hours to get a seven minute visit. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know what I'm talking What's about. <laughs> and then, so, and then they gripe when they get home and they're like, gee, that doctor doesn't know Jack. And I'm like, you're the one that made the phone call. <laughs> right. They didn't call you up and go, Hey Joyce, would you like to come in today? And we just run some tests. No, you, you, you felt something was wrong. You go to the doctor and you got nothing in return in a way. Yes. That, that is someone trying to take control, but they're really just wanting somebody to do something for them by slapping a medication on it and make the problem go away. Correct. The medication that we need is the very food that you talk about in your book. And that's the only way to be vibrant. It's funny because I did a couple of years ago, I did a three week, totally organic juice fast felt like a million bucks hmm. uh, because it's all enzyme. But you know, after that you have to slowly, you know, introduce food and fiber, which, you know, I learned some things by doing that, but <laughs> um, I would not recommend it to anyone now. But, um, but the thing is, is we need to, especially in this day and time, ladies and gentlemen of pre and post pandemic that, you need to own your own health. And, and Dr. Stevenson, you're doing that right now. And I want to ask you something because when it comes to food, do you have your own personal story that kind of led you in this direction? I do. I really do. And you're, and I want to, if, if you don't mind, if I could touch on the ownership, that sure. probably is the singular focus of the book is your empowerment. Um, the thing that you have to do all day long, you have to eat, you have to breathe, you have to move, you have to relate to others. You are making those choices with food. You stated that. We have been conditioned to be victims in reality. And so we have a symptom, we're a victim. And this is, it, 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 we don't use that terminology, but this is what's happening psychological, psychologically, as you pointed out. You go to the doctor, then you're frustrated. And you come home because you're asking them to solve a lifestyle problem with a pharmaceutical and surgery based system. So Ooh. what you, you are, you're asking a mechanic <laughs> yeah. to repair your computer. It's not quite that extreme, but if you begin to understand that in reality, traditional American medicine, which is called allopathic medicine has been designed really for emergency situations. You have a broken bone, you have a severe infectious disease, you're at an end stage of an illness, that is where they shine, and they really do. But unfortunately, we go to our doctors, and, and believe you me, they know, they don't feel good about it. They know that when they're sitting in front of a type 2 diabetic, who then has all of these, maybe has now has a secondary diagnosis of a thyroid disease or something, in their hearts... They're, they're not trained in it, but in their hearts, they know from a human being perspective, these are lifestyle chronic illnesses, but they just don't have the tools. They're not trained in the tools. And we as Americans aren't trained to seek the tools uh, because the tools are readily available to us and it's what you put in your mouth. Uh, but you need motivation. You need help. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't in any way want to shame anyone for the way they may or may not be eating. I had to learn this, which you just brought up. I learned it before I was a health professional or I began to learn. So that brings up that piece. I did have a very a, a personal story. Um, I was a competitive figure skater 16 years and uh, heading towards the Olympics. That was my, my big dream. I always loved academics and learning as well, but I was, I was very deeply in both of those worlds. Loved, loved my academics and learning. And I think I knew I was, I didn't know whether I was headed to healthcare yet, to tell you the truth, when I was a youngster, because I was just uh, so focused on the, the, the competitive skating. And I had a year, just a crash year. I had not been one of those types that had a lot of injuries. I'd made it through a very powerful career. 
with no severe injuries, which is really kind of crazy. And then I hit a year where I had three severe injuries and three very weird infectious diseases. And, and I literally ended up kind of what you just said, feeling, you know, I was 22 and I, I remember telling my mom, I feel like I'm 80. I, I really just hit a wall. Um, and I'd been running too hard. So even at that young age, I had overtrained, you know, undereaten, probably undernourished myself um, and just overdone everything. And I couldn't, I couldn't get back up. You know, the, the physical injuries healed, but how I felt didn't. So basically no energy, just couldn't get going. Um, I had to quit school for a semester and, and sort of figure those things out. And in the midst of that, I did have access to, you know, I'm going to the sports medicine people and the this people and that people and nothing was ever, I was never really getting better. And I was thinking to myself, I'm 22. They can't figure out how to help me get better. I don't officially have any, you know, disease. I didn't have cancer. I didn't, you know, have a diagnosed, uh, you know, severe hormone problem. I didn't have some sort of genetic problem. I just was candidly exhausted probably from being ill and injured and they never bring it up to you. Well, maybe that's your adrenal glands. Well, maybe we need to work with this. Well, maybe we need to change your diet. Well, may no, nothing. Cause they don't have the tools for that. They don't have the tools. And then as I begin, then I say, okay, now I'm going to study medicine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's I'm going to solve this I'm problem. Solve this. Right. <laughs> now I'm going to study nutrition and medicine. And, um, I was invited by some friends to a conference. I, I wasn't in medical school yet, but I had medical school friends and they invited me to a fabulous conference by a man named Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who we all credit with coining the term. And quite frankly, he did start the Institute for Functional Medicine. And I would say he and a few of his friends are probably single, singularly responsible for building what we now know as the natural medicine movement in the United States. And it, it took yeah, I've actually interviewed Dr. Yeah. I've actually interviewed Jeffrey Bland. Yeah. So all roads in my, we all, you know, we all have our, our Dr. Bland stories, but he has been an inspiration to so many people. And I left his conference that day and started taking the first vitamins I'd ever taken in my life. And remember, I'm not even studying nutrition yet. I just know I'm not well and I'm too young to not be well and I'm fit and you know, I'm an athlete and I'm a mess. <laughs> That's what I knew. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of professions uh, like that right now. It, it's funny because I'm an amateur cyclist and I follow the pro circuit and those guys are overtrained yep. and undernourished. And I was too. And then when you hit a bump in the road, an injury or, or, I mean, I got strep throat that wouldn't heal that translated into rheumatic fever. No one gets rheumatic fever these days. And then that, wow. then that, that's crazy. My heart. It's, it's so, it shouldn't happen. It just, it, it actually took forever to diagnose. But it just well, happen. that, you know, you bring up a very important point here because there are millions of people right now going through things that they shouldn't be going through at all. <laughs> And then they're going to the doctor who has no clue, no tools to work with to help them. I mean, I get, I, I have people who contact me and say, my doctor just told me that I'm diabetic. And I said, well, now what? do you know what diabetes is? And they're like, well, no, they didn't tell me what it was. They just gave me this prescription. And I'm like, they didn't tell you that you, they told you you have diabetes, but they did not explain it to you. And they go, no. And I'm like, oh, good Lord, this system's broken. It, it, and that. You're exactly right. Um, they may not know what, they may not understand even what cholesterol means. They might understand, oh, it's an eggs. It, it's very sad. So I, I was thinking exactly what you were saying when I was writing this book. And I thought, okay, I don't want to intimidate people by having to work through the whole book and then start a whole new program. So I wanted to coach them gently through each chapter. You make a very good point. At the end of each well, chapter, I yeah, okay. well, I wanted to ask you a question about the way, and I love this because I love the way you broke the book down. 
So I want you to explain because I know you're about to get into some of the chapters. So I'm gonna I want to lead you in in there because I love the way you broke the parts down. You have it to where it starts off with part one, which is deep. Right. Part two is deeper. Part three is deepest, and part four, surfacing. Why did you choose those words for the four parts of the book? Oh, that's a fun question. No one has asked me because I know a lot about health behavior at the end of the day. And I know that it's intimidating. So if you are the person that only gets through three or four chapters, which is deep, right? Right. You're going to learn the basics of the program. And at the end of the first three chapters, actually all chapters, every single chapter has three wins at the end of each chapter that you can begin to systematically implement. And they're not hard, especially at the beginning. In other words, you just stated your friend didn't know what diabetes was. So let's say you're approaching this book. I, I wanted you to, I wanted people to approach it uh, chapter by chapter, almost like a workbook, but there's, there's good dense information in there too, if you're more advanced. So I had three ideas in mind. I'm going to be working with people that are very much beginners. Like you just described your friend that uh, had the di diabetes. Right. Diagnosis. Right. Well, there'll be people that are sort of sort of think they know everything and, and have maybe some misinformation. And I don't, I mean that, I don't mean that negatively. I just mean, you know, they've gotten caught up and they need to kind of get straightened out. And then there are going to be people reading that probably know a whole heck of a lot like yourself. And you're going to be looking for different gems. You're going to be, you're going to be hunting for truffles. <laughs> you're not just going to be looking for apples. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but I, I am here on page. Uh, let me see here. I'm on, I think it's 38. It's the end of chapter one. And, and my gosh, doctor, you have done such a beautiful job of this because at the end of the chapter, so ladies and gentlemen, this, this is how great this book is at the end of the chapter. And like you said, doctor, it, it begins with vibrant uh, beginner wins. And I love the first line. Are you ready to start winning? Right. And the, and the three points, and, and I love how you just bring people in. Look in the mirror, affirm, listen to your body. And that's where it starts. Correct. I love that. Thank you so much. And then you move to chapter two and there will be three wins at the end of chapter two. At the, by the time you get through about well, chapter six, you basically have the program and you're already doing it. There are more wins. There are wins through every single chapter. It gets more complicated with immune system detoxification and brain. But if you can work the wins through the first six chapters, maybe seven, you will essentially be doing the program before you finish the book. Wow. I love that. It's, you know, and I love the progression yes. uh, of this. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm a reader. Dr. Stevenson is a reader. And I encourage you to stop swiping right, flipping up on your smartphone <laughs> and start reading. Believe it or not, education and knowledge begins by reading. And even if you download Dr. Stevenson's book, Vibrant, please literally start with page one and, and just and take your time. Out. Yeah, because, you know, I'm one of the type of people that I will read a chapter a day in a book. Now, if the chapter's like incredibly long, you know, I'll cut it into sections. Sure. But, you know, you learn because I believe that as you, especially with your book, Vibrant, somebody takes the step forward and, and I call it taking the step of faith forward, getting out of your comfort zone, opening up the book to read it. You know, you're reading a few pages, ponder on those pages for the rest of the day. You know, if, if, if Dr. Stevenson is, is, uh, advising you to take a step forward to do something, do that for that day and make it a habit. And I, and I, and I love your book. I'm oh my gosh, I could just go on. And, and I'm not just saying that because you're a guest on my show. You. You're, you're saying, and, and you're educating us with the very things that we need to know to take control of our health because here's the thing if we take control of our health right now ladies and gentlemen then we can reduce the population within the hospitals exactly 
every I mean, I, I live in Houston. Every time they build a hospital, it's full the next day. And I'm like, what is wrong with these people? There are no shortage of cases. We, and it, here's the thing with the, the people are in the hospitals predominantly with preventable illnesses that might sound strong to the public, but it's true. Now at the very, very end stage, it, it's, it's hard. You don't want to beat up on someone, right? Who's in for triple bypass. They are where they are and you have to do what you need to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, However, exactly. There are, yeah. Let that be a lesson to those that are, to what you just said. I know you guys are building hospitals like crazy. Almost every city is building hospitals right now. And yet outpatient care is very strong. Our knowledge in prevention is strong. What I contend is we are simply not practicing our lifestyle choices. And we love a good program, meaning, you know, a diet program, a different wellness program. A, I'm going to call it gimmicks and fads. We love a new, we love a new idea. We love to get on a website or join a chat room. It's not working. All you have to do is look around and see the obesity, see the diabetes, see the increasing cancer, the increasing cardiac disease, the increase in dementia and Alzheimer's. I hope Americans are looking that and at that and saying, what has changed here? What are we doing wrong? Because candidly, you can't keep yelling at your doctors. They're not with you 24-7. I would contend that you are your doctor. Right. Now, doctor, um, is there a story or two or a test I'll call it a testimony is there a testimony or two of any of your clients that have done have walked through these steps in this book and what was their outcome you know there are many 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 and they they tend to be very extreme because that's another message I want to share with uh with everybody some of my most wonderful cases are people with very extreme conditions like you just said and and I'd be happy to, to share a few don't wait to be that person though, that, 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 that it looks like a miracle. I mean, there's, there's a discussion in my book about a gentleman that I helped with schizophrenia. I talk about how I was, I literally was wet behind the ears. I think I was 28. He was one of the first five people that ever walked in my office. And he told me, doctor, my stomach is talking to my head. I didn't know he was schizophrenic until he then began to show me all his medications. And, and he was, quite functional because his medications were, well, I should say functional as much. He had a job still and he had a family still, which is not that common with schizophrenia. So he was very, very, very intelligent man. He was hanging in there uh, relatively so, but, and he was brilliant. He had a PhD and what your, your stomach is talking to your head. Tell me more. Well, you know, I, these, these voices in my head, it's, it's coming from my stomach. And I thought, oh, this poor man, I can imagine the, the, the psychiatrist, right? That's, gets, that's delusions. They're going to diagnose that as delusional uh, behavior. And I thought, you know what? And, and tr I'm not joking. I, I bet I wasn't four weeks in practice. I, I know he was my first, like the first five human beings that walked into my private practice after um, being through all the, all the <laughs> I hung my yeah, shingle. We always get I'm telling yeah, you, we get through. I, I was, I was a crazy, crazy young woman. I hung my shingle and I said, I'm just going to do what I can do. And, um, I thought, you know what? Gut brain axis. We talk That's about right. gut brain axis. I'm going to pretend that he's not schizophrenic for a moment. He's having the weird, unusual thoughts. Yes. These unusual behaviors. But I thought to myself, this is a really intelligent man. He's managing with this severe disease to barely hold on to his job. He had, he had a you know, job that he could sit at a computer, basically. And um, he's telling me his stomach's talking to his head. I put him on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet. That's all I did. And that's all it was. That's all it was. His stomach was talking to his head. He intuitively had a a sense. I felt like I really just tried to think, okay, what is he sharing with me? Because we also talk about in the book how human beings will tell us as doctors, frankly, they will tell you their diagnosis. It doesn't have to be in sophisticated terms, but if you take that hour or two or whatever it takes to get to know your patient, you are forming a relationship with another human being. And that's our job as doctors. And quite frankly, 
I really believe human beings are, we know our bodies better. We're seeking the doctor patient relationship as a partnership. And lo and behold, we do talk about the gut brain axis. This gentleman's case is in the book. It's gluten and dairy. And then later we couldn't get him fully cleared up. And it, and uh, we added, uh, we also tested him for toxic metal exposure. And he did have excessive levels of lead too. So the gluten-free, dairy-free really took him a long way. Long, 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 long way off the medications. Got a call from his psychiatrist yelling at me. Why had I taken this man off all of his psychotic med medications? Well, I said, quite frankly, I did not. He chose himself because he was no longer symptomatic. Interestingly, he hadn't discussed with me how he was working with his medication. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a little, we, yeah. we, wor we worked it out. We worked it out, of course. But um, imagine the psychiatrist thinking, you know, this is, a, this is someone I've been, they, that they've been working with him for years with uh, schizophrenia. But if, if I hadn't really zeroed into what does he mean? My stomach is talking to my head. So for your viewers, our gut, our digestive system has neuronal connections and chemical messenger connections to our brain, period. Oh, oh, completely. Because here's, <clears throat> you know, the big, the big shock for a lot of people is, is they don't understand that their brain neurotransmitters are actually created yeah, in the gut right. and which actually creates the weirdest vicious cycle. So if someone's on an antidepressant, they improve their overall gut health. Not only would it make the antidepressant work more effectively, they may find over time they don't need it at all. Right, because of the serotonin dopamine connection, of course. Right, right. And, you know, so that that gentleman <clears throat> that uh, came to you, I'm having a feeling that his vagus nerve must have been like a fiber optic cable. Exactly. And that's how I, <laughs> I just, I remember having this sort of sense of it. But if I hadn't really looked at him as not a disease, this is also what we do as integrative medicine doctors. We really try. I personally have always tried very hard. I don't care what names you come at me with. You know, you should see how people fill out their paperwork, right? And I understand because they've gone to the endocrinologist and you've got hypo, you've got Hashimoto's. Then they've gone to somebody else. Well, you've got perimenopause. That's not a disease, by the way. That's a life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. face Thank life. you. Yeah, um, it's not a disease. That. I talk about, yeah. look, I, I want to really free women from the disease that, that we've diseased them with perimenopause and menopause. They are not diseases. They are challenges because you have had poor lifestyle choices for so many years. And then you move through those shifts in hormones and all hell breaks loose candidly. And then we label yeah. you with a disease called perimenopause. It's not fair. We do talk about it, ladies, uh, for your listeners. In your book. <laughs> um, and it's the exact same point that you just said with depression. Um, it's, a, it's time to clean up. And so a lot of us end up sort of in that, uh, you know, maybe late 30s, 40s and 50s. And you've just been practicing lifestyle choices for so long and it begins to add up on you. But do you really have a disease at that point? Not exactly. Uh, I would contend, although you might be given a label. So everybody gives me, you know, they give us all their labels. And then what you just said, even with depression, you need, you need to start peeling that onion. What are you putting well, in your mouth? Well, it all comes down. I mean, everything, but you know, when it comes to the body, the mind, the spirit itself, it takes education. Right. And I love the fact of your book, Vibrant, brings forth an education that people can understand, people can grasp, people can apply. That's the most important thing of all, that people can apply it and start seeing changes. The medical industry does not teach people. Yeah, if you get hit by a bus, call the ambulance, don't call your herbalist. <laughs> and, you know, so... The, the thing is, is we have to start, I mean, look, ladies and gentlemen, in the last 12 months, if you haven't figured out by now that we need to be in control of our own health, somebody's going to be in control for you. For you. Right. <clears throat> and you should learn now that that's not a good idea. No. And that's what I love about your book. It is, it walks us. It, you know, it takes the beginner and walks them in to health in a very easy understanding uh, way. It takes us who have 
you know, more knowledge and kind of and reaffirms, but also fills in some of the gaps of things that maybe we do not know, which is what I love. Your book is made for everyone at whatever level they are with their health. And my gosh, Dr. Stevenson, I literally could talk to you for hours. Well, thank you. Because <laughs> you, you, you are so... And, and I say that you, you are so smart. You are, you bring it. I mean, I hate, I always hate this term, but in a way it's a compliment. You dumb it down enough for all of us to understand it. And not only that, I just know that many of my listeners, the light bulb just went off. Oh, thank you. That means the world to me because the education piece, you are exactly right. And by education, I don't mean formal. I mean, I want you to understand what diabetes is when your doctor just told you you have diabetes and how you can reverse it yourself, not with a medication. And I've learned over many years that when uh, it just took time and time again, another patient would sit in front of me, doc, I I was diagnosed with lymphoma and I, I did just what you did. And I said, oh, well, tell me more. Do you understand what lymphoma is at this point? I have no idea. I can't tell you how many times that would happen. When a person doesn't even have a, and I don't mean a medical understanding. I mean, give me the facts, doc, right? Give me me the basics of what this illness is. What is celiac disease? What is dairy sensitivity? What does autoimmune mean? What does inflammation mean? What do toxic metals mean? I explain all that. And there are areas in there for you that you're going to love where I really get into, you know, DMSA and EDTA and doing chelation therapy and that people. Now you talk, now you talk in my language. Of course. All right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's all in the detoxification. <laughs> and that's my language too. Uh, detoxification was one of my great loves. It's one of the longer chapters in the book. But what I have found upsetting over time is Let's say you just came to me and you said, Doc, I read about, uh, I read about uh, mercury and lead and all this, and I, I think I've got it, and I, I think I want to do a chelation. You know, what I you know what I say to you even today? Nope. Forget it. Unless you have really frank current symptoms. Now, don't get me wrong. There might be people that I would test right away and say, okay, we're going to take a look at this. We're going to test you, which takes a little bit of time. But you've got to get what you put in your mouth correct. What you just said, you've got to get your microbiome correct. You've got to get your macronutrients correct. You've got to calm down the inflammatory responses immediately. And sometimes you have to upregulate your detoxification pathways before you can push your body into a strong detoxification. And that's what you went through with your juice cleanse. I am going to yeah, hear on your list. Yeah. I tell people not to do what you just told me. <laughs> I know. And, 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 but you know, I learned, but, uh, Sorry. but the cool thing was, is I know that's fine because it was funny because what I did was, is I kind of, I kind of took it as kind of like a personal research project because I, I wanted yeah. to see yeah. what the differences, you know, what happened, you know, and then, and tell you the truth, the biggest negative yeah, tell me. was the lack yeah. of fiber. Oh, a fiber. Oh yeah. Good luck with that one. And, and, and if you don't realize, and of course, I mean, here I am juicing thing, you know, apples, carrots, cucumbers, uh, celery, uh, beets. Uh, my gosh, I think I even did, um, dragon fruit and Mm. star fruit. I mean, I was, I was, you know, just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my, my favorite was pineapple and carrot juice together. Oh my gosh. It's like drinking candy. Right. Right. But it was extremely acidic, but uh, but on the juice fast, the reason I'm relatively against those is, uh, I think you, you have a whole heck of a lot of knowledge. I have a feeling you, you really thought it through Mm. three weeks is pretty extreme yeah, it was. You were running. Now, I know you probably lead, I can guarantee you lead a very clean life. I can tell by looking at your photo, honestly. Really, <laughs> Thank you. you. Spend, your eyes, you're, you're bright. You look alive. Um, that tells me something. You're fit. I can tell you're fit. I bet you exercise. Yeah. I can see all that. Oh, yeah. It's just a headshot, but I could tell you that. Um, you're not puffy. There's not a lot of inflammation, but you've been following these principles for a while, I'm assuming. You've been yes. working hard for five or 10 years, I bet. On your body. Oh, well, 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 yeah. I mean, even longer, longer than that. And, you know, the thing that, um, 
you know, and, and I tell you the truth, the reason why I, I wanted to do a, a juice fast, so to speak, was just what, you know, if you flooded your body and, and technically I think I was doing 64 ounces a day, uh-huh. flooding my body with nothing but enzymes. Interesting. And Interesting. so huh. I, I was extremely energetic. I, I was never hungry. Uh, everybody started going, wow, your skin sure is glowing. And, but it's, it's very difficult. I probably went a week longer than I should have. I lost 18 pounds, which that was fine with me. Um, still exercising and, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Can I just help your listeners here? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. And people don't follow that advice. (laughs) Um, Hey, so you did a little starving, A. And I want to say to all your listeners, number one, you were in really good shape to be able to take that on. Unfortunately, most people look at fasting when they're already sick. In other words, hey, I've got rheumatoid arthritis. I'm overweight. I've, I've got this type two diabetes, or I'm not sure I'm having high cholesterol. I've got headaches. I've got this perimenopause. I've got thyroid problems. And most of the time people are motivated on a fast because they think it's going to help a health problem. Now you were doing it more from a personal experience. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it the opposite. I was the already opposite. halfway healthy. So I'm, I was good. You're going to survive because you hydrated. You broke, you, you broke down some muscle mass. You lost some weight. Okay. No harm, no foul really for you. However, the reason I take a stance on fasting in the book is this. You concentrate toxins. The liver needs what you just, the gut needs the fiber where you just stated, right? So you really can't do Mm -hmm. fasting without fiber and do it justice. Uh, Also, the liver needs its amino acids. And you will, if you have toxicities that haven't been uncovered, and most of us probably have something, let's just think mercury and lead. Uh, depends where you live in the country, depends on your exposures, all that sort of thing. So our body stores the metals in fat tissue, as you well know. So you start fasting, you start burning fat and muscle, and you liberate the toxins and you haven't upregulated the enzymes in order to eliminate them. Now, I also heard you saying you were taking enzymes. So I, I hear you were. Well, no, no. I'm talking about the enzymes oh, in the, in that the were fruit. naturally in the, in the, in the fruits okay. and vegetables. But let me tell Got you it. the. The after effect. For some reason, I ended up, and I know it was caused by the juice fasting, I must have had a small gallstone Uh, that blocked the bile duct. And I was in so much pain. Now, here's the thing. It didn't even start till about two weeks after I ended the fast and I was in so much, I couldn't sleep. I was in pain 24 hours a day and I bet it took me two weeks to get through that. And not only that, I ended up losing more weight because I couldn't eat anything (laughs) because my side was hurting so bad and I couldn't figure it out. I actually thought it was a gastro situation. So I had a colonoscopy done and they couldn't find it. They said, Man, I go, we have never seen a colon this healthy and clean. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you should have known what I just did. <laughs> and, uh, you almost don't want to tell them, do you? But hey, no. personal story. you concentrated the minerals. You probably had some calcium formation and, mineral- and mineralization in the gallbladder. And that's why you just can't go long on those things. Of course, right. you can do those things a few days without a whole lot of problem. But if you are trying to use a fast to treat basically an illness that you believe you have, you weren't doing that. You were, you were sort of an experiment. I get that. Right. Um, But just for your listeners, if you have the idea that, well, you know, I'm not feeling good, so I'll do a three week fast. Please don't. Yeah, exactly. And, And tell you the truth after I did it, I wasn't going around saying, Hey, you should do this too. Oh, I didn't do that at all. I'm more like, this was my deal. Now, <laughs> so. remember, there is a hypothesis, and it is very strong, that some fasting, meaning resting our gut for 10 to 12 hours per day, the overnight fast, mm-hmm. the reason breakfast is called break fast, 
Our bodies are designed by our creator to take a digestive rest. That much, I very much firmly believe. In other words, when you stop eating, you know, say before seven, you really should only take in water until the next morning around seven. That's your intermittent fasting. Yeah, and and see, that is the correct way. And ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house, so you should be listening exactly what she's saying right now. But even more importantly than that, buy her book, Vibrant. It is the groundbreaking program to get energized. Own your health. Though that those three letters need to be like as bold as can be. And I love the last one. When and ladies, you'll love this one. And glow because when your health is where it needs to be, you're gonna glow from the inside out, and people will notice the difference. And and Doctor, my gosh, again, I could talk to you for hours. I'm learning things today. Again, I have I have a guest, ladies and gentlemen, and in which I can be the student. So I love this. Thank you. And so, Doctor Stevenson, where can everybody buy your book? Well, you can vibrant doc dot com just as it sounds v-i-b-r-a-n-t doc d-o-c dot com is uh, the vibrantdoc.com website anywhere where books are sold you should be able to easily find it you mentioned earlier to the recipes everyone is loving the recipes there are 40 recipes so if you're somebody that loves to to follow recipes and you don't want to think and and you know read a food list there's also a food list in there that you could just take to the grocery store I've tried to be very practical uh, because I know people learn different ways, right? Some people want to take their list and then go to the grocery store and they'll create their own recipes. But I also found that some people want, wanted me, want me to hand them actual recipes. There's a 30-day food plan in the book as well. If you're the person that you're so nervous about starting a new diet and you want to do it just right, there's an, if you want to just, you know, ABC, follow literally a 30-day food plan until you get your you know, your, your feet under you, that's there too. Well, I love that. And ladies and gentlemen, my gosh, what a book. Now we've seen health books come and we've seen them go. And you always know the ones that are still on the shelf after 20 years. And I will tell you something, this book's going to be on the shelf for another 50 because it says it right on the cover. I mean, (laughs) I mean, seriously, 30 days, 40 recipes, in 50 more years. And, and, you know, and, and if you heard Dr. Stacy Stevenson say at the beginning of our interview today, you know, even the Bible mentions, you know, 120 years, even my father-in-law claims all the time, uh, he claims 120 years and he will probably reach that. And, um, we and I think you can too. We can, okay. we can, our bodies, God has designed our bodies to have longevity and, but guess what? We have to own our health. And Dr. Stacy Stevenson is teaching us that in this episode. And she teaches this in her book, again, Vibrant. And I will tell you this, if you walk through the bookstore right now, if you are at Barnes & Noble right now, walking down the aisle, this book will literally jump off the shelf and into your hands because you can't miss it because of the cover is absolutely not only stunningly beautiful, it is bright, as bright as can be. And like she says, you will glow, you will glow as bright as the cover of this book. So go to vibrantdoc.com, order the book, start reading it, ladies and gentlemen, and you will just be as smart as we are. How about that, doctor? Thank you, doctor. You have been a delight. I hope your listeners enjoyed everything, and I I hope they love Vibrant, and I would love their feedback. I really enjoy learning uh, how people are finding interesting ways to use the book because they're using it in ways that I hadn't expected. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Well, I, I know one thing. I think somebody just passed their audition to be a guest on my television show. So I'll talk about that later. So, all right. And doctor, thank you so much for your time. You have just given us more time than we have ever expected. And again, thank you so much and much success to you, to your book and all all of the advice that you give to all of your clients and patients, uh, you know, many blessings to them as well. Thank you so much, doctor. Have a fabulous rest of your day. 
Hey, thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, remember, have a vibrant day, ladies and gentlemen. And remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes. You know this episode deserves five stars times two. And thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. Just look up Dr. Bond's life-changing wellness on any streaming service. You can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. Again, thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness. We are known as a different kind of wellness show. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.